On this episode of On Location, Tom Northenskold takes us along as he looks for fall colors in the big woods of Minnesota. Listen to the end to hear how you can share what you've been up to with the community. Hey everybody, this is Tom Northernskold, and I'm doing an on-location podcast episode for the Sunny 16 Presents feed. Jeff and Gabe put the call out in uh, the latest I Dream of Camera saying, hey, you're going out shooting somewhere? Make a podcast episode. So that's what I'm doing. I'm out in the uh, big woods of Minnesota at a place called Wood Rill Scientific and Natural Area. It's, uh, it's a whole bunch of these, they call them SNAs, a whole bunch of them in Minnesota. And they are uh, part of the Department of Natural Resources, or they're one of those programs. And this is a remnant of what we call around here the big woods. Uh, if you're familiar at all with the um, Laura Ingalls Wilder, books. She talked about the little house in the big woods. Big woods was the anglicized version of the French name the voyagers gave for this, these woodlands. Uh, and uh, that name stuck. So that's why we call it the big woods. And I'm out with two cameras today. Uh, and don't, don't uh, turn off your, uh, your podcast player. Uh, one of them's digital and the other one's film. I've got my Nikon Z6, and then I've got my Nikon F3 High Point. Both of them uh, outfitted with a fast 35mm prime lens, and I'm shooting Portra 400 in my Nikon F3, and uh, we'll see what I can come up with. I'm just getting started into the woods right now. I will uh, pick this recording up when I find my first image. Bye. Suppose I should give a quick little intro. Again, my name is Tom Northernskold. Uh, I'm active on the Twitter film community as Tom North Film. Uh, given the last name, you can understand why I abbreviated it to just North. Um, Anyway, I've been making photos for a long time, several decades, and uh, obviously most of that has been film. Um, I went, I started up with digital in early 2000s. I think I got my first DSLR in 2006, something like that. Um, shot mainly digital for several years, but I have been back into shooting digital and film now. And um, since about 20, well, 2019. Almost all my personal work now is film, but uh, I'm shooting some digital today too. So uh, it'll be interesting to compare and contrast. I'll uh, talk to you as I find my first image. It's a cold overcast day here in uh, Minnesota. In fact, we had a little bit of snow this morning, believe it or not, on October 14th, the day I'm recording this. And then we had a little bit of light drizzle, so uh, it's actually 
perfect conditions as far as I'm concerned to be out in the woods because uh, everything's a little bit damp, which does wonders for the, uh, the colors on all the leaves. Um, you know, the style of photography I like to do out in the woods is that, well, the way I describe it, it's more from the inside looking out as opposed to the outside looking in. So I'm deep in the woods looking, more than anything, looking out as opposed to trying to find a vista where I can take in the expanse of the woods. I like the, uh, the a lot more intimacy and uh, kind of the cozy feeling of being in the woods looking out. So uh, I just made one image, and I'm making, making them on both uh, the um, Z6 and the F3. Um, I found it's not real productive to try and compare images digital to film. Um, I just After a while, it just gets more frustrating than anything else. I find myself trying to make one match the other, which seems to uh, pretty much defeat the purpose. So I'm going to do my best not to fall into that trap on this particular outing. I'm just shooting film and enjoying it and shooting my Z6 and enjoying it. One of the things I'm trying out on this uh, photo walk in the woods is uh, a new focusing screen I got for my F3. I picked up the J-Type, which basically does away with the slit image in the middle and fills that completely with the uh, micro prisms. I find that's the best focusing uh, aid for me out here in the woods. Um, you know, there's so much chaos that a, a split image isn't terribly helpful. I guess it'd be different if I were doing things like buildings or, or whatever, where you got sharp edges that, you know, are consistent. So anyway, I'm giving it uh, a go out here in the woods on this overcast day. So far, I'm liking it a lot. Well, you might be able to hear it, uh, but believe it or not, uh, we started getting freezing rain right now. I had looked on the radar before I came out here and there was no rain showing anywhere. So I thought, okay, I'm good to go. I like overcast, but uh, we just got a short little band of freezing rain coming through. I don't think it's gonna last long, but no big deal if it does. I'll just uh, stay under the forest canopy and I can usually stay pretty dry. Well, like a crazy man, uh, right now I'm sitting down amidst a, a bunch of uh, damp leaves uh, to get a photograph. I saw this beautiful oak leaf on top of a fallen log, and it had these dewdrops on top of it that just that caught my attention. So I uh, sat down here amidst the uh, freezing rain and captured an image of that. When I'm out in the woods, what I look for, for uh, compositions, I'm really drawn to gestures. And by this I mean the gestures that a tree branches are making, um, swoops of color, especially at this time of year. Um, trees that are kind of just 
swooping across the frame with a, with a flash of, of color. Um, I, I imagine uh, in my mind some of the Asian art that I've seen that I really love where they use just delicate splashes of color uh, along with um, stronger black lines or darker lines creating the forms. Uh, and I, I'm really drawn to that. And I can see parallels with that kind of work and the work that I do out here in the big woods. One of the things that I do not do is uh, I don't look for a tree to try and photograph a tree. Um, number one, it's too chaotic out here to ever be able to really feel good about completely isolating a tree. But two, I, I'm just not drawn to that. Um, I, I almost, I, not almost, I really look at it more as a tapestry. Um, it's like this three-dimensional tapestry. And you can see the compositions unfold as you walk through the woods and as you look deeper into the woods, um, you'll start to see this stacking, this layering effect. And sometimes I just stop and I go, oh, that's beautiful. And nine times out of 10, I've never really noticed it before. Um, the leaf colors maybe were different another time. Um, who knows? Um, but uh, anyway, that's more how I look at it. Like this three-dimensional tapestry that, uh, that is ever-shifting as I walk through it. And uh, I see something, and I stop and I photograph it. So when I go out photographing, I, uh, I travel light. It's typically one camera, one lens. I got two cameras and two lenses this time, but they're, uh, they're light. I don't bring a tripod. Uh, I know that's a little bit of sacrilege among, well, woodland photographers. I don't consider myself a landscape photographer. Um, but uh, I don't know. I don't like being weighed down, and I like the hiking a lot more than I like lugging a lot of gear. So uh, I don't bring a lot of gear. Travel very light, and I like to keep it that way. And if the images aren't the ultimate of sharpness, or if I'm shooting digital, if I have to jack up the ISO a little bit to get a decent image, I'm actually okay with that. It really doesn't, it really doesn't bother me. I'm not looking for a pristine image. I actually like some character, maybe you could call it flaws in an image that just gives a little bit of spice. One thing I am very careful about when I'm out in the woods photographing is avoiding what I call collisions. Um, I compose my images in 3D um, and I'm looking deep into the into the forest to try and minimize the collisions, at least with the prominent trees that I want to highlight in, a, in an image. I try and give them space. Um, and sometimes it's just you move a couple inches one way or another, you lean your body one way or the other, and, uh, and the image opens up for you. Um, so that's a bit of a word of advice. I know a lot of folks um, have trouble in woodlands find it a bit too chaotic. Um, 
But I think if you go about it, looking at the woodlands, like I said, as a, as a tapestry, and don't get hung up on a subject so much as you get, you get focused on a scene as it unfolds in, uh, in that third dimension. Um, I think that's a more um, productive way of doing it because trying to pick out a subject and make a photo of a subject can be really frustrating. Sometimes I do it, but most times it's, uh, it's less subject-driven and more content-driven. Another way you can get around that, the collisions, is if you have a, a more prominent tree in the foreground, you can use that to block some trees that otherwise would, uh, would create collisions. And, uh, and that way you can, you can get away with your composition. Nobody knows there's another tree behind there. You can also do that to block the sun if you're on a sunny day and uh, you want to create some backlit scenes. Uh, if you find a big tree, you can block the sun with the big tree and, uh, and create some nice images. I've just found one of those images that I talked about where you have kind of a slash of color across the image. I'm at the edge of a wetlands here, a marshy area, and um, there are some um, trees that have lost, lost their footing, fallen because uh, it's too, too wet, um, and they're tipping over. And, uh, and then they sometimes will lean on these smaller trees and it creates these vertical, these uh, kind of um, diagonal lines across the image of, uh, in this case, I've got some oranges, I've got some yellows, and then, of course, you've got the really dark, saturated bark or wood of the, uh, of the trees that are, that are also falling over. Um, so it creates a, a nice scene. I'm going to try and make some images here. Okay, I think I found a better angle on this shot, and uh, it's a it's a good example of why I really don't like using a tripod out here. I am right in the midst of smaller trees. I'm right at the edge of the wetlands. Um, I've got no room to put a tripod up, but I've found as I come around more toward the wetlands. In fact, I'm right at the edge of the wetlands. Um, I see, I think the composition is, is better from here than it was from just a few feet away. So uh, I'm going to try and make this image. Now you can hear the palliated woodpecker in the, in the background there. Um, one thing I'm, I've taken as a personal mission is to get uh, Gabe and Jeff to pick up a Nikon F3. Um, I keep ex talking about this camera, and actually they keep talking about it. They just talked about it in the most recent episode, and um, I'm hoping they will uh, they will get one because I think they won't regret it. And uh, I'm going to try and record as I'm making a shot here because I always say that the F3 has well, number one, it's the sexiest looking camera ever made. And number two, it has the sweetest sh film advance and shutter release of any camera that, that I've used. 
So anyway, it's a, it's a gorgeous camera. So we'll see if we can pick this up on the recording. So the scene I'm looking at is uh, the, um, the trees receding up, up this hill and um, the forest floor now with all the maple, sugar maple saplings is, uh, is all orange and, and reddish. That, ladies and gentlemen, is the sweetest shutter release sound you'll ever hear, the Nikon F3. So I'm standing uh, up a hill looking down at another wetlands and uh, I'm seeing some patterns in the trees, um, some angular patterns and colors that really caught my eye. I'm probably, gee, maybe 70 yards away from it. So I'm a good distance away from it. But I was just walking along and I just saw this kind of frame in my mind's eye. So I'm going to divert down there and uh, see if I can make an image. And try not to kill myself tripping over fallen trees. So I made one photo of this scene on my, uh, on my digital camera and at that time the light was, the sun was out. Um, by the time I got to my film camera the sun was back under the clouds again. I, did, I made a photo but I'm going to sit here for a little bit and see if, uh, if the sun's going to peek back out again because it really lit up uh, lit up these orange and yellow leaves on these uh, sugar maples. It's a really beautiful scene. Um, as, I, as I walked up to it, I saw it as, as one composition, but then I started peeling around to my right, and I liked how it unfolded that way, um, especially as I looked deeper into the frame. Um, there was, uh, I liked the the, the background section had more going on for it. It was less flat. Um, so that's the composition that I've gone with. And I'm going to hang out for just a little bit and see if the sun pops back out again. One thing, uh, give me a chance to talk about, and by the way, if the sun does come out again, I'm going to stop recording right away and make that photo. But um, I'm out here in the woods. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm often doing what, what I call edge patrol, on my frame is one of the reasons I love SLRs is that I can pretty effectively patrol the edge of the frame especially one that gives me 100% coverage like the Nikon F3 or my Z6 I think my Z6 gives 100 I'm pretty sure it does given that it's mirrorless um, and um, then I can check the edges of the frame the fact is though um, I'm always going to have something jutting into the frame and I'm always going to have something going off the frame and uh, and I just have to live with that um, and it doesn't really it doesn't really bother me I know that uh, that sometimes gives people fits out here in the woods because they they want the edges of their frame to be clean and I've really just kind of given up on that and I say you know what the woods aren't clean it's, they are chaotic so um, I uh, I uh, kind of embrace the embrace the chaos and, and go what I've got here Well, it doesn't appear as if the sun is 
going to be peeking back out uh, anytime soon here. So uh, I've been waiting for several minutes, and I'm just going to keep on. I'm sure the photograph will look good anyway. It'll just be different than the one that I captured on my digital camera. That's okay. I don't mind. Standing at the edge of another wetlands out here, and I, I talked about the drought, so these wetlands are uh, a lot drier at the edges. I can walk out farther than I'm normally ever able to. And as I look across this wetlands, uh, I'm going to break my rule and make a uh, outside looking in photo looking across because uh, that other edge of the wetlands is just on fire with oranges and yellows and a little hint of red. We don't tend to get a lot of red leaves here. We don't have a lot of uh, red maples, but we've got an awful lot of sugar maples here in the big woods in Minnesota. So, uh, and then there's a, a dead tree that's kind of diagonally cutting across the frame about halfway between me and the, uh, um, the uh, beautiful foliage. So uh, I'm going to try and make this image, but I'm also going to work my way over to the, uh, around this wetlands to that other side and uh, see what that looks like from the backside. I changed my mind. It looks beautiful, but I don't think I can make a photograph of it. Um, I think I would need, I don't know, maybe with my 85 millimeter lens, I could, I could make a photograph of it, but I didn't bring that today. So uh, I am just going to work my way over there and, and get closer. One of the tips I give uh, people that are shooting digital cameras out in the woods in the fall is to make sure they know how to get their cameras white balance setting off of auto and onto one of the other presets. Um, generally the one that I get the best results with is cloudy, but if you leave it on auto, um, it's not going to know what to do with the light. The light colors are going to be much, much, much warmer than um, what your camera is expecting, and so it's going to cool it off. And you'll look at the images and you'll say, that doesn't look anything like what I'm seeing. So just word to the wise, if you're shooting digital out in the woods, get your camera off of auto white balance and onto one of the presets. And my recommendation is cloudy day. I'm now on the other side of that wetlands. And uh, my instincts were right. This is... For me, at least, this is where the compositions are. I'm right amidst all the, uh, the beautiful orange and gold and yellow um, foliage over here. And so I'm glad I made my way over here and uh, decided to shoot over in this area. It's really gorgeous out here. I'm lucky to be able to be here. It's another situation where off to my left here, probably, I don't know, 40 yards away. I think I see a composition. Sometimes as you get closer to it, you realize there's, there's nothing there. But uh, I'm gonna hike back in here and take a look and see if there is something there. There's just some beautiful forms 
in these trees. There's an, a tree that looks to be dead but hasn't fallen over yet. That's pretty gnarly. And uh, another one that, that looks dead. But then underneath that, some real beautiful color. And I think I can make an image here, but I think I gotta move a little bit over to my right and get some of that sky out of out of the frame. Yeah, I think that works. I'll make a photo here. One thing I don't worry about that much when I'm out photographing in the woods is uh, I'm not afraid to let things go to shadow. Um, a lot of times the tree bark um, will end up being less, rec I mean, it, it, you're not going to see all the detail of the bark. It's going to be more there for a bold, uh, graphical, dark stroke in the image and be more a part of the structure of the image and not so much the substance. So I don't get hung up on having to see all that shadow detail. Um, I tend to like a little bit, frankly, a little bit underexposed um, so that the structure becomes more evident and then the colors pop through that structure or the light. Um, that's really what I'm going for. It's also a reason why when it comes to focus, which I know we can get we can get really hung up on as photographers, um, I tend not to. Um, I mean, if, let's say there's a there's a colorful tree in in the middle ground that I want to focus on, and then I want to draw the eye toward, and there might be a, a ramrod straight tree between me and what I want to focus on. I don't get hung up on whether that tree itself is perfectly in focus because the details of the tree, the bark, are less important than the structure and the tone, you know, that dark tone of that tree. I just realized when I said tone that, boy, I really sound like a Minnesotan. Uh, and I am. I'm a. I was born and born and raised here, lived here most of my life. So uh, you'll have to forgive me if I wax into the Asher you betcha shtick a little bit, or the or the Fargo accent, which I don't think I have. But uh, who knows? I guess we're not the best at judging our own accents. I mean, gosh, Jeff ought to know that more than anybody. Another reason I don't want to bring a tripod, I'm standing on uh, a log, dead tree that's fallen on these wetlands, and I am uh, balancing myself as I move out on this log. I don't know how wet it is down there, but I really don't want to find out. Um, I see an image that I need to get out at this perspective. To, uh, to capture it, there's a, a, uh, a birch, a very slim 
birch shooting straight up next to a um, tamarack tree that hasn't changed colors yet. And then to the side of that is a sugar maple that has. And then uh, in the foreground, there's another sugar maple that's shooting out um, across, this, across this wetlands. So uh, I'm gonna try and make this image and I'm gonna try and not fall into the wetlands. That's, that's my objective. Oh boy, I see an image in the forest canopy that I fear I need a drone to actually be able to get, but I'm gonna try and get it. That same birch that I was looking at, um, there are more of them um, off to the side of it. And then there's that birch, there's the tamarack, there's another yellowish gold, um, almost orange, silver maple, and then there's a red maple in there. And I'm going to do my best to see if I can get that image. I don't know that I can, but I'm going to try. Well, the only way I could get that photograph was to have it be the background to another photograph. I just, uh, you know, it's one of those I can see it, but I can't get to it. And I honestly think the only way I could get that shot is if I had a drone and I could get up high enough and be shooting straight onto it and close enough to it. Um, otherwise, I don't, have, I don't have the angle. And the closer I get, the more the shot basically just disappears into the uh, under, undergrowth. So that's as good as I could do. Well, I'm <clears throat> heading out of the woods now and uh, the sun has come out from behind the clouds again for at least a little while. And we'll see if I can capture anything. Unfortunately, I'm on the wrong side of the woods right now uh, to do anything anything backlit and I'm afraid it might be a little bit too harsh of light to uh, take advantage of it frontlit so we'll see I'll let you know if I find anything well, I do see a little something down close to another wetlands area don't know yet whether I can make an image from it, but uh, I'm going to hike down here and see what I can make of it. One good news is uh, down here I'm a little bit more shaded, so not as, not as harsh of a direct light. Well, I did find some images down by that wetlands area. Traipsed around. Um, Spooked a, a deer that might have been trying to bed down in a uh, in some of the tall tall grasses, um, but light is fading now, and I am back at the road, so I'm gonna sign off now and and uh, bid you uh, a good day.
Uh, again, this is Tom Northernskold from uh, the big woods of Minnesota out on a fall color photo walk. Hope you've enjoyed it. Take care. Bye now. Thanks again to Tom for sharing his experience. And thanks to our friends Jeff and Gabe over at I Dream of Cameras for encouraging the contribution. Please check out the show notes and give all of them a follow. If you have an idea for an episode on the location, please do get in touch at sunny16presents at gmail.com. We'd love to hear what you've been up to and to share it out with the community. Thank you.